Hey everybody, Jeremy, Good Gravy Sports and the Good Gravy Sports Podcast, and welcome to episode 6 of the Good Gravy Sports Podcast. This episode, I have a longtime friend, uh, Mike Baisden, is with us today, and Mike, uh, we I've known him my whole life, and after his playing days, he got into umpiring, and he really is is very enthusiastic. He loves the the to umpire baseball games. He does everything from little league to high school to getting into college. And we sit down and we talk about why he loves umpiring so much and some of the things that goes into it. And maybe at the end of this, we won't give umpires such a hard time. So sit back, relax, and here's episode six. Well, I am Jeremy, Good Gravy Sports, Good Gravy Sports Podcast. I got longtime friend and teammate uh, Mike Baisden with me today. Uh, we've known each other probably since we were, what, eight years old, maybe? At, at least, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and we've played, uh, played together since then, all-star teams, football, baseball. We've been together for a long time. And I brought Mike on here, and, and he brought it up when I was kicking around the idea of doing a podcast. on the umpiring side of baseball and I wanted to get his take and I'll hush and let him and tell his piece you know kind of a little bit about himself and 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 how he got involved after high school or and how he got involved in umpiring and Mike the floor is yours oh thanks man thanks for having me on uh listen to a few of these podcasts and they're great uh I like what you're doing uh talking about people that's into sports for the right reasons you know not looking for glory not looking for fame the the people that are in it for the kids and, and to promote sports and, and and what it means especially in little small town communities where we're from right uh, uh myself uh played baseball you know was a decent player played some college ball uh had to quit due to a shoulder injury had major so- shoulder surgery and uh, after that just couldn't get around the game for a couple of years i was just just down in the dumps you know and uh, got involved with Little League. A uh, guy I worked with asked me to help coach, and I did for a few years. And uh, after that, you know, started working with some players, with some hitters, and, and helping with some uh, high school kids and, and uh, summer ball and stuff like that. And uh, got back uh, involved in Little League again. Uh, they asked me to join the board of directors down there to help with the uh, Chapmanville uh, Little League. So I did, and I helped coach a team. And uh, down here in Little League, of course, it's umpires are a volunteer. Uh, nobody makes a penny. Right. Uh, and we're in a small league, so the coach is umpire. And I got in and, and, and started doing a few games and really, really loved it. Uh, really, it, it felt good to get the gear on again and get back there and, and see some pitches and stuff like that. Uh, that was, I don't know, 2012-ish. I guess. Uh, anyway, that year we hosted a uh, coach pitch tournament, and they bring in the umpires. And uh, I just asked our district administrator and our umpire in chief, uh, Harold McMillan, uh, how how could I do it? How could I start umpiring? You know. And uh, he said, "Get in uniform. We got some more tournaments coming up. Uh, we'll put you out there and see, uh, you know, what you can do." They put me in some low level games and the nine and ten year olds, you know. And and I, I played the game and knew the game. And kind of got a feel for it. So, uh, 
uh, stuck me out there and I loved it. Absolutely loved it. Um, it gives you a completely different perspective of the game. Uh, like I said, I was a, I was a player. Uh, and you and I come from a very good program. We had really good coaching from Little League uh, up into high school, especially, you know, with Coach Ted Ellis and Danny Gobby. Right. You, you just don't get much better instruction than that. So no. I, I, I knew the game. Uh, I got into coaching, you know, the finer points of the game, of hitting, pitching, you know, whatever. And I really thought I knew the game of baseball inside and out. I was a baseball guy. I lived it, breathed it. Until I become an umpire. <laughs> Until I become an umpire. And really got into the rule book and really started studying. I realized how little I knew about baseball. Uh, it gave me a completely different outlook on the game. Uh, a, a, a new love for the game. Uh, you, you learn the finer points of the game. Uh, the little things that happen that you hear somebody in the stands talk about. Uh, that That's sometimes right sometimes wrong a lot of myths that you thought were true until you become an umpire and, and i'm going to ask it. and i'm going to ask you about the myths here in a little bit so i'm glad uh-huh. you brought that up so yeah there's a lot <laughs> so, now yeah. when you now mike says he was a pretty good ball player um i think i don't know do you still hold the record for the home runs at, at the high school yeah yeah so so to say pretty good is is probably an understatement. All state, <laughs> all, all state baseball player uh, was a catcher, was a pitcher. I think you played third base in your younger days, right? And like, yeah. so was the Bugs Bunny could play about anywhere. So don't don't <laughs> don't let him fool you. Say, well, I'm a pretty good player, but he <laughs> it, it, it was a good ball player. Now you you mentioned a name, Harold McMillan. Yeah, Harold McMillan has got to be 90 years old. And I, and I exaggerate. <laughs> I, I exaggerate. But he's been umpiring Little League since we were in Little League. Harold McMillan is – he's our uh, West Virginia District 2 Little League uh, UIC, which is umpire in charge. He's the, the, he's the chief umpire of the entire district. I think we cover 19 leagues. Harold is in his mid-70s, and two years ago was his 50th year – umpiring little league baseball and softball yeah. he uh he started doing it when he came back from vietnam and right now he's i guess 52 years right now and still going strong uh he he's been a mentor to me he got me started uh you know sent me to camps he's uh, had me all over the state all up and down the east coast umpiring i mean and, and that's a man that is 100 percent in it for the right reason he is in it for the kids yeah, uh, uh, I love him. I'll do it. I'd walk through fire for him. He's <laughs> a, a heck of a guy. Yeah, and, and that's what you know. I was talking on a previous one about, and you said you brought up a coach, and I'll bring up the same coach. It, you know, I I look back, and and we've talked about this before of have, being lucky to have Ted and Danny as as our coaches growing up, but we were also lucky to have little league coaches that knew the game. And Absolutely. Some are still in the game. Mike Roberts still out there coaching somewhere, Little League in Logan somewhere. Yeah. Uh, uh, you know, and was coaching when we were growing up. And, and, you know, but we were just so lucky to have – and I've been all over the country, and there's just not that way everywhere. Uh, yeah. 
and, and it's sad. So the fact that, that you can get out there and teach and try to keep the the game alive the way we know it is is commendable and and so now you got involved in little league and I'm, i might fa- i don't know i may be fast forward but you were able to and i want you to talk about your experience of of umpiring in the I don't want to mess it up. You're at, you, you're the region for the Lily is 11 and 12 year old. The region that he was on ESPN for Pete's sake. Mike was on ESPN <laughs> call, call, calling little league baseball game. So I, what was that? And how did you get to there? Oh, it was amazing. It's uh, it's uh, the majors division with 11 and 12 year old baseball, little league baseball. It's the uh, little league Southeast region. Uh, it's uh, state champions from eight different team, uh, states which compile the uh, southeastern region. Uh, the winner of that tournament goes to the World Series. Um, it, it, on ESPN, it, it's advertised as the Little League World Series southeastern region, but it's it's the southeastern region. But that experience was absolutely amazing. Um, that's the closest I've ever been or probably will ever be, uh, unless I'm lucky enough down the road to get a World Series recommendation, is to be treated like a pro. Uh, they roll out the red carpet for you down there. And uh, it, it's just mind-blowing, man. Uh, that tournament that's put on down there and how it is ran, and it's in Warner Robins, Georgia. Uh, you know, thousands of people come. ESPN covers all the games. And what was really amazing to me, I mean, when you go down there and see this facility, is, is it's, it's a mini major league ballpark. It, it's just, you would just have to see it. It's unbelievable. But what really, really just floored me is, you know, all the security, all the ushers, all the concession, every the, the entire tournament that's ran down there is by volunteers. Yeah. No, there is only there is the uh, the supervisor or uh, that may not be the correct title of the uh, southeastern region, Miss Jen Colvin. Uh, her and a, a guy named Matt Weber, he's uh, like the her assistant, I guess you would say, uh, that those two are paid positions and there's a secretary and that's it. The entire tournament is ran by volunteers from umpires to ushers, from security to it. It's just, it's, it's amazing to see those people work their tails off during that tournament, especially for free, just to help, just to help the kids. You know, it's, it's, I, it's amazing to me. Yeah. Uh, and the Little League World Series is the same. You know, you see that on TV. Uh, you know, you see 30,000, 40,000 people coming to a Little League baseball game. You know, that's millions upon millions of people watching it worldwide. Nobody makes anything. It's right. it's volunteer. You know, that's what's yeah. great about Little League baseball. Everybody's in and softball. Everybody's in it for the right reasons, you yeah. know. Um, but uh, as far as getting to do that uh, – like I said, uh, started doing umpiring in the league and then started uh, doing the tournaments, the local district tournaments. And Harold and our uh, district administrator, Mike Beckers, they asked me if I wanted to go to a 19 year old state tournament. So, sure. It was a Bridgeport. Uh, went up there, did, a, did that tournament, did 11, 12 year old tournaments, and then, you know, went and got some training, stuff like that. Really, you know, 
because at first I really didn't know what I was doing. You know, it was just kind of winging it. It got in my rule book, (laughs) you know, but the finer things of rotations from an umpire and and being in the right position and stuff, I was learning as I go. And I would take, you know, other umpires would give me advice and and things like that. But uh, umpired a couple of years and we hosted uh, the 11 and 12 year old state tournament here in Chapmanville that year. And, uh, I was, uh, the assigner, uh, I was lucky enough to get assigned the, uh, the plate for the state championship game. And, uh, after the game, uh, the district administrator asked me, he says, uh, you know, Mike, I've been watching you, you know, and, and they had worked with me. He's a former umpire. Uh, he said, would you be interested in, uh, being nominated to do the Southeast region? I said, sure. You know, I didn't really know what it was about or understand how big of a deal it really was so uh he sends uh my recommendation into uh to warner robbins the southeast region and uh they uh they get you have to be nominated by your district administrator uh, right. and then they'll take a look at you and ask around i guess or whatever and you get selected well mike told me uh he said i'll, I'll put your name in the hat you probably won't get it next year, but we'll get your name in there. We'll get you some more training, you know, uh, maybe in a few years we can get you down there. Uh, it was a, that was July. Uh, he sent my recommendation in, in September, October, something like that around Christmas time. I get a letter. I was accepted. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, after that, uh, you're in contact with them. The, the, uh, the Southeast region's UIC, a man named Marshall Casey. He's the, uh, the, the chief umpire over the Southeast region, the eight states. Uh, they bring you down there. you got to go down for a four-man clinic, uh, weekend clinic, to prepare you for the tournament and meet your crew and go over the rotations that you'll do on different situations and stuff like that. Uh, and uh, went down and did the tournament, man, and it was, it was absolutely amazing. Absolutely amazing. Dang. And now, and this is, uh, this is all on your own dime. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. It was, and, so the, uh, and that's the part that I want to make sure that, that whoever listens, because let's be honest, as ball players, we give umpires a hard time. Oh yeah. <laughs> and, and, and as parents, we give, you know, you give an umpire a hard time and, the guys like yourself are out there doing it. No money, volunteer, paid your own way to go there, and are just doing it because you love the game of baseball and like to be between the the lines. Absolutely. And so, so that's now. What type is the competition? Those kids that make it to that, to that, that far, are they that much better than, like the the is the kids talent just that much better than the kids that that don't make it i mean is it a noticeable difference yes yes it's it's um it's it's day and night uh the first uh, i went i I was fortunate enough to do two regions my first regional down there um see little league uh two years ago they changed the bat rules they those bats were just too hot i mean they these kids were check swinging and hitting home runs Right. Uh, so the bat, the, it, it's similar to a BB core bat that the high school uses now. They're a little more dead. It was a safety issue. And they also changed the birth dates 
so where uh, it used to be, I think, uh, May 1 or June 1st was the cutoff. Now it's like August the 31st. So you're getting a true 12-year-old instead of – you're not getting any 13-year-olds really in Little right now. But the first year I was down there was uh, before all that was implemented. And the level of play for those 11 and 12-year-old kids is out of this world. Uh, the baseball IQ that those kids have is just through the roof. The talent is, it's unbelievable. Um, and the speed of the game, uh, those 12 year olds on the small field on the 60 foot, uh, base paths are, it's, it's major league speed, uh, sometimes faster. It's the, the level of play is just TV doesn't do it justice. When you're out yeah. there and seeing it live, it's just uh, the, the, those kids are great. They're on a whole other level. Uh, I mean, the, the, my first plate game in 2015 when I was down there, there was a kid. Uh, I opened up the tournament uh, on the plate, and the kid from South Carolina was throwing 81 and 82 from little league distance. Now, that's equivalent to 106 and 107. <laughs> and, I mean, it's a, it's a BB coming at you. Uh, and those kids just stick their nose in there and rip it. You know, I mean, they're the, the level of play is through the roof. They're great. Huh? So, so now you also, you co I mean, you umpire high school and stuff now too, right? Yeah. 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 Uh, I, I, I always wanted to get into it, but I was afraid to with my work. I work on the railroad and I work on call a lot. Uh, after I did the regional, I met a few guys, uh, uh, Steve Mazon, one of them, you know, Steve, Yeah, yeah. Uh, a longtime umpire. We played with his son, just a super guy. He told me, he said, you know, our umpire uh, board here needs guys and they'll work with your schedule. So uh, I, I got into doing high school ball five years ago. Uh, I love it. Love it. Uh, it's different, but uh, I enjoy it. Uh, working on doing that. I've, I've got my foot in the door doing a little bit of college baseball now too. Yeah. I heard, yeah. COVID messed that up, but yeah. yeah. I, I, <laughs> I remember you saying you were, you had a, a, a college game that you were doing. Yeah. Yeah. I did a, a doubleheader at Glenville state uh, the day before college baseball was shut down due to COVID this year, actually. So I, I was uh, actually a fill in. So I'm, I'm just getting my foot in the door. I did a couple games at, uh, West Virginia State last fall. I did uh, uh, University of Charleston a few games. So I'm, I'm got my foot in the door. Uh, to, uh, looking forward to trying to do that a little more. Hopefully, yeah. <laughs> now is is Bobby Ryan? St- is that his name, Bobby Ryan? Uh, yeah. What's it, is he still umpire? Uh, not that I know of. No, I haven't seen him. Not since he was. Uh, he was one that when you saw him come on the field, you're like, okay, we're 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 in good shape today. We're we're you know we're going to have a good game. Call. Yeah, but they, <laughs> yeah. So, but the but you know as so when you talk about thinking you know the game and then you realize like, oh man, I uh, there's so much I didn't know. Is there any examples that you that you want to throw out? Oh man, so many. Um, just little rules. Uh obstruction rules interference rules uh that that happened during a ball game that you really don't understand as a fan or a player you know you you don't um understand uh uh, uh, the base awards that come with it or the out that comes with it little things like that uh 
um, it's really tough to, to pick one, you know what I mean? Right. Um, when, when you see something happen, uh, a runner lane, running lane violation, uh, is one that comes to mind. Uh, I think in the world series last year, year before there was a, a, a running lane violation and the, the crew, uh, got it right. And that was the big talk on Facebook and all the social medias and all ESPN and everything, because people just didn't know the rule. And you think you know the rule and don't, and you know, little things like that. Yeah. Uh, and, and things that you hear your entire life, you know, the myths, uh, uh, hands are part of the bat, stuff like that. Uh, and it's just, you know, no. when you dive into your rule book, you, you, yeah, you, you learn it. So what is the biggest myth? What is the, the one thing that you, because you, you mentioned the hands part of the bat, what is one that you and I have our whole life has said one way and it's not? Uh, probably hand is a part of the bat. Uh, every time I've seen it, people say the hand is a part of the bat. And by rule, it is absolutely not. Uh, let's say a kid is swinging at a pitch and the ball hits his hand and the ball rolls into fair territory. I, you know, I'd heard all my life, hey, that's a fair ball, a hand's a part of the bat. Yeah, that It's not. That's a dead ball that's strike. Dead ball. It's a dead ball strike. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, if if he's hit in the hands, uh, you know, while not swinging, you know, it's 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 a first base award. It's a hit by pitch, right? Uh, unless that pitch is in the strike zone, then you can get a strike. There's so many little things like that. If a batter gets hit and that ball is in the strike zone, you know, little little things like that. Um, and, and a lot of people just uh, it, it's just things you've heard your entire life, and you know, you just don't really know any better, right? Trying to think of one. Trying to think. Now you said something to me. We were having um, dinner at Giovanni's. I don't even know what holiday it was. Last time I was home. Yeah. And you mentioned something uh, about your strike zone. And I, I never forget what you said. And I'm trying to remember how you put it. But for instance, I'll give the example. The ball is a little bit outside, and you call it a strike. People okay. get all people get all over you. Oh, that's a ball. That's a ball. And your your response to me was, "I'm calling that a strike." You exactly. That? So, exactly. can you elaborate on that? Because so many. I mean, obviously, people has a, their strike zone. I've seen people that's from their their high and low strike zone is is different than somebody else's, or the corners are different. So, what what did you mean by that's what I'm calling and versus they, uh, sure. Uh, everybody has a different strike zone. Um, you know, the, the rule book says um, uh, the strike zone is defined as any part of the baseball crossing through the strike zone from midway point from the shoulders to the waist, which is about letter high, actually, uh, to the hollow of the knees. And as the batter is in his natural stance. Okay, the key there is when it says any part of the baseball crosses the strike zone. You know, uh, I I read a book one time and it was talking about uh, uh, an umpire. I think it was Doug Harvey. They they had mentioned it in this book. He's a Hall of Fame Major League umpire. And he called a strike on the the outside corner. And 
manager says, you know, hey, come on, Doug, you know, that ball's outside. He said, nope, that ball had a stitch loose and it crossed. (laughs) 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 Uh, You know, any any part of that baseball. Yeah. uh, You know, uh, another myth is the black of the plate is a part of the plate. It's not. Um, Do I call that black? Sure. Um, What I've been taught from instructors, uh, different clinics, different camps is, it's nothing until you call it. Uh, look at that ball as a strike until you decide it's a ball. Because nobody wants to come to a game and, and see a walk fest. No, yeah, correct. You know, you know when you now I'm not saying have it a huge uh, uh, strike zone by no means, uh, but you know if I have a pitcher that is uh, especially as you move up the ranks, you know, high school, college, you know, whatever, really good American Legion summer ball. And I got a pitcher that's really working for that spot, you know, say that low and outside fastball that he's really working for that spot, not the pitch that he's just getting it occasionally. And he's really working for that spot. And I'm not saying it's outside. I'm saying it's maybe a borderline, maybe, maybe that stitch is loose. And that catcher's, <laughs> you know, that ca- he's working for that spot. That catcher's sticking that spot. He's giving me a really good look at that mitt. Hey, I'm gonna bang that baby a strike all day long. And you know, it. it and again, not a huge zone, but uh, it 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 gets kids swinging the bat. Uh, you know, when a kid, you hear some coaches. I've heard them say, "Hey, he's called that pitch all day. Swing the bat." Right. You know, when, when they understand that and they start swinging the bat more, you get a good flow of the game going, you know, calling your strikes. It, it, it just makes for a better game. Yeah. Uh, oh. uh, well, we've all sat out in the in the field and those the little merry-go-rounds of walks. And, yeah, that's, that's miserable. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, the, I went to a, a, a clinic uh, last year in Morgantown, the, the elite umpire clinic, actually, and we had two minor league baseball uh uh, instructors, several Division One college uh, instructors, uh, and you know that's the philosophy. You know, if you have to, you know, call more strikes. Uh, if you have to to wonder, hey, is is that a strike? Is that a ball? Strike it. If it's that yeah. close, strike it. You know. Uh, and again, I'm not saying call it something that's a foot off the plate. Right. But you know, you establish a good zone like that. The hitters know it. The coaches know it. They're going to go up there swinging the bat. And it's going to make for a for a better game. So are you, are you uh, so what what's your thoughts on uh, when you watch baseball and they got that little s- square? Oh yeah. my gosh, I hate it. That drive you nuts. It. It absolutely <laughs> drives me insane. I hate it. I hate it because you know, and those guys when you're watching the uh, the major league umpires, those guys are the best in the world, hands down. There's nobody close. Uh, it's harder to make it to the major leagues as an umpire than it is a player. Those guys live it, breathe it, teach it. That's all they do. And, you know, we can sit back uh, in our recliners watching a ball game and and complain about that umpire all day long. But what we don't realize, you know, we're not looking at that 99-mile-an-hour fastball, you know, a a 91-mile-an-hour slider exploding on them down there, you know. they're good. They're really good. And that box, from what I've read, from what I've seen, I uh, I think it said there was a a margin of error of maybe a half inch. Yeah. At that, that's level, a lot. A half inch <laughs> is huge at that level. Absolutely. 
And, uh, you, you know, as a pitcher, you're taught, hey, you know, try to get that corner, try to get that corner. Yeah. And, and that zone, you see some pitches when you really slow them down, they're strikes. You know, umpire calls it a ball and the manager explodes and stuff like that. You know, that's why I like watching the, the, the College World Series. They don't have that little box. Those borderline pitches, you know, it makes for a better game. Yeah. To me. Uh, you, you know what I always found, you know, because, you know, we even before you became an umpire, we had umpired either JV games or uh, senior league games growing yeah. up when we were in high school and stuff. Um, and it always seemed like when we were playing the game, it was easy to spot the missed call. Like if somebody blew a call, the player in us was like, man, how did the world he blow that call? Sure. But then, then you get out there and you're the first base umpire. And you're like, oh no, was was he out? Was he safe? Yeah, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. And so, every now and then, you know, I don't care how good you are, you just sometimes you you kick a call so bad, and when and believe me, when when I blow a call, I know it. <laughs> I, I don't need those fans to keep telling me. You know, sometimes you you know we're human. Uh, you're going to make mistakes. Um, you know, at the major league level. You know, they those guys are evaluated on everything they do, and those guys are like 95, 90%, 96% on their balls and strikes. You know, so you're going to miss some pitches. You're going to miss some some close close plays, you know, uh, uh, especially that, that bang-bang play at first base. You know, uh, somebody trying to beat out an infield hit. You know, sometimes they are so close, it's, it's like flipping a quarter. <laughs> yeah. Man, uh, it, it's tough. It, it, it's tough. You, you know, it, it's a, it's it, it. And you know, when you watch it on TV, you have instant replay. You, yeah. you know, and they can really slow it down with the technology they have today. You know, I mean, they can see that fraction of an inch. You know, to where the naked eye, when it's happening in real time, it, it's 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 a tough job. Right, and and that's what I think. I I want to make sure we get across is. This is tough, it ain't, and it ain't like and, and what, look. I've been tossed out of a game. I got tossed out of a game in California. I was playing. <laughs> adult, I got. I was playing in an adult league, and my mouth overloaded my my butt. Got and you. I got. I got run. I got thrown out. But it, it's a. It's a. It's a tough game. It's a tough. It's. Yeah. It's. Yeah, it, it ain't is. that easy. Yeah, and I mean. And that's why I was like, man, we need to get on here and talk about. So, you know, with these, because there's hopefully there's parents listening to the to the podcast, and and they're like, you know, okay, let's cut let's cut these umpires some slack. But I'm sure, yeah, I'm sure, yeah, you know, the will to win won't won't uh, won't let that happen. So let me ask you this: Is it in the rule book to tie goes to a runner, or is that a myth? That is a myth. We I was talking about that on an umpire forum the other night. Um, well, the rule book states, um, I don't, I don't have the exact wording cause I hate to admit this, but I haven't been in my book since this COVID stuff has happened. Like I should, I use, you know, right. I, I stay in it year round, uh, in order for the batter to the batter runner to be safe, he has to beat that throw. Okay. The fielder, the first baseman, we'll, we'll take that as an example is, uh, he has to have secure possession of the ball foot on the bag, of course, and the runner has to beat that ball to first base so if it's a tie he didn't beat it yeah yeah, good point but you know you've always heard hey tie goes to the runner 
in the umpire community, instead of saying the tie goes to the runner, tie goes to the umpire. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and it's a judgment call because, man, some of those are just – they are bang, bang plays. Uh, it, it's tough. It really is. See, this is interesting. I don't know. Like, you've been trying to t- – like, there's times I've talked to you and I'm like, man, I'm – I'm going to go start doing this. And I actually, you know, filled out some paperwork here in, in Southwest Florida. And there is a umpiring school. Like they had a, a um, uh, on Indeed, they were looking for minor league umpires. And you had to go to the school in Orlando. Yeah. And I'm like, shoot, I let me, I mean, I'm semi-retired. Let me go do that. Yeah. And, but then I'm like, do I really want to get yelled at all day? I mean, I got yelled at for 20 years in the, in the military. Do I? <laughs> do I? And, and I'm married, and so do I really? And, and do I want to subject myself to getting yelled at and berated on a daily basis? <laughs> but then I hear you talk about it, and I'm like, man, I I see the the passion and how, and I'm like, yeah, this it's it's cool that. Yeah, you're, you do that, and and so but. It, it's it, it's tough too, man. You know, because because you know, no matter how good you are, you're you're going to get yelled at on those close plays, you, you, you know, or a tight ball game, you know, one to nothing, something like that. Fifty percent is going to be mad. Fifty percent is going to be happy. <laughs> you know, you can go out and call the best game of your life, and you're going to hear some screaming and hollering. You know, I, I the more I've done it, I've learned to tune it out. Uh, but you know. You know, all across America, it's it, it everywhere is having a tough time finding umpires and keeping umpires because of that. You know, yeah. because of the abuse that you do hear from fans and 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 I, I don't really want to say coaches. Some coaches can get out of hand a little bit, but in my experience, it hasn't been that bad. Uh, but the fans, the mothers, the the, the dads, <laughs> I mean, I, I, I've heard some of them really. I mean, show themselves, uh, you know, at, at, at a seven and eight year old games, you yeah. know, and, and, uh, I have, uh, I had a guy that I trained, uh, uh, last year, young kid, 18 years old, uh, Evan Ballard's his name, super good kid, going to be a heck of an official. Uh, he's going to WVU now. And he, uh, he went up there and he was uh refereeing some basketball this, uh, past season and then you know he comes down here and does some baseball too and coaches know that he's young and they try him a little bit you know to see how much that he'll take or whatever it you know kind of intimidating because of his age and 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 he's young and he's he's learning uh, and it's it takes some experience to get used to that um again you know i've learned to tone it out but i i've i've seen some people really really cross the line uh especially at the lower levels, the little yeah. league, you know, the seven and eight year old coach pitch. I mean, people just, it's insane. And it makes which my is crazy. Boy. Yeah, uh, yeah. Which is, it's crazy that they, I mean, it's at that age. Yeah. And you know, you, you, you look at the game of baseball or, or any sport for that matter, you know, when you really look at it, uh, after a ball game, after a loss, um, can a bad call cost somebody a game on a rare occasion? Sure. Uh, but when you really look at it, especially baseball, uh, there's more numbers for it, I guess. Uh, you know, when you look at walks, you look at errors, you look at, you know, leaving men on base, you look at stuff like that. That is what 99% of the time 
cost you your game. It's right. not a call that somebody made in the third inning or even, you know, uh, 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 at the end of the game. Uh, when you really when you really break it down, especially at the lower levels, uh, that's why it, it, it just – it used to bother me more than it does now. Uh, you know, you get mom and dad screaming at, at the umpire that's calling his fourth game of the day in 98-degree weather for free just so these kids can play and have that tournament, you know. The kid strikes out three times, makes four errors, but it's that umpire's fault. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, oh, yeah. Well, just, yeah. I mean, you know, I hate to put it that way, but. Well, that's today's society, Mike. And, and you know, nobody seems like nobody wants. And I, I'll, I will not start that soapbox, but nobody wants to take responsibility for actions. And it's, you know, it's not. You know what I mean? Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. But and, we and didn't, I, we didn't grow up that way. We, no. So. No, you know, we were taught when we got beat or whatever, you know, why did you get beat? Did you make a mental error? Did you make a physical error? You know, work to get better so it won't happen again. Yeah. Uh, in today's – and I've talked to, you know, officials that's been around that's done this a lot longer than me. You know, some guys have been 30, 40, 50 years. And they all say, you know, it's worse now than it was, you know, 20, 30, 10 years ago. You know, they it's just the entitlement. It, it's yeah. there. You know, it really is, uh, uh, which, you know, you've always heard a parent or somebody say, well, they're, they're cheating in buddies, you know, stuff like yeah. that. It's just, uh, it, it, you know, when I do a game, I could care less and I can speak for every official that I have ever been around or called a game with, or, you know, spoken to on the internet. We don't care who wins or loses. I could care less. Uh, I'm there to do the best job I can for those kids. Right. Uh, you know, win, lose, or draw, you know, I'll have people ask me in between innings or something, hey, what's the score? I have no idea. I, I, don't, <laughs> I don't know who's winning. You know, it, it may be a blowout, I don't know the score, or, you know, just by the fans' reaction, I, I could care less. Yeah. Uh, and and that's, say, that's saying something because that Tiger Orange runs deep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 So, yeah, it does. Uh, and, and, you know, that, that's the thing, you know, you, you, umpiring here, it, it, it's a small community. It's, it's a, you know, the county, it's a small county. Everybody knows everybody, you know. And I, I shy away from Chapmanville games. I try not to do them. Uh, yeah. I would never call in, 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 in the favor of them or, or whatever, but if anything, it's the opposite. <laughs> but, but, you know, it, it's that, 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 perception that people have oh he's a hometown guy he's a yeah. hometown guy you know where in reality if i'm a coach and i come into a strange city and they tell me hey i got a four-man crew today that's all i got and they're all from here do you care i would rather have those guys than i would because if anything they'll be a little tougher on them not meaning to be right just so they won't you know somebody from their hometown won't think that they're you know a homer yeah oh <laughs> no i i, I can see that because and plus I mean, you don't want to do bad. Nobody wants to mess up or make a bad call, or so. Right. No, I, I was just joking with you about that, but. <laughs> but uh, um, what was I going to ask? There was something else I was going to ask you. So, and I probably asked you this before. Would the catcher Mike like the umpire Mike? Oh, absolutely. Oh yeah, yeah. People ask me all the time. You know, do you have a hitter zone or do you have a pitcher zone? And I say, hey, I have a catcher zone. <laughs> uh, you know, if I have a good catcher back there and he's working his tail off for me, he's keeping that ball off me. He's giving me a good mitt. 
you know, he's honest with me when I ask him something. Uh, some of those borderline pitches, you know, there, there's a lot of talk goes on between the catchers. Uh, some catchers don't want to. That's fine. Some umpires don't. You know, I talk to my catchers. They talk to me. You get a good relationship because uh, we're working together. Right. Uh, you know, if that borderline pitch, you know, I'll just kind of in his ear, hey, hey, did I miss that one? <laughs> you, you know, hey, be honest with me now. Be honest with me. He'll say, well, yeah, I think you did. Uh, when you get a good relationship with those catchers, and especially uh, when, once you get to know them and you've called behind them a little bit and they get to know you, uh, you know, no, that, no, Blue, that was, you know, Mike, you got that one right. It was off the plate. Or if, the, you know, the coach uh, will holler out, hey, where's he missing? Uh, he's outside, coach. You know, they'll, they'll be honest. And, and it takes a lot of pressure off you. Yeah. That's good. So yeah. if somebody's interested in your area in West Virginia there that wants to get involved in umpiring, what's, what's your uh, – what should you, you suggest they do? Oh, uh, do it, man. Uh, uh, as far as baseball, uh, somebody wants to get to – and we need officials. We really do at, at all levels, you know, Little League through high school. Uh, it's t- it's tough, you know. There's a lot of uh, summer tournaments going on now, and they're really having a tough time finding officials, uh, which is you know every year. Uh, me personally, uh, you know, go volunteer at your local little league. You know, jump in, ask if you can umpire a little bit. You know, uh, get your feet wet or go to some practices or something like that. Uh, I teach the class. I'm the instructor now for our uh, high school umpire board. Uh, they could contact me if they wanted to do high school ball and uh, take the training, the, the, the course uh, in the winter. But uh, as uh, you know, get involved, uh, jump in, do it. Uh, somebody get in touch with me. The main thing is getting training. Uh, it's, it's tough in this area in the winter time to get training because you know, season starts early, and a lot of times snow's still flying. Right. But I recommend uh, going to an umpire's camp, a, a weekend clinic or something like that. Uh, Little League every other year comes to each state, southeast region, and they'll hold an umpire clinic, a two-day clinic, uh, stuff like that. Uh, you know, find somebody that's an older umpire, uh, ask questions. And it's just, you know, once you do it, it's it's great, man. It really is. Uh, I absolutely love it. And how long is your your training? Where you coach, or you train the high school? How long is that training? Uh, high school training is thirty hours. It's twenty hours of classroom work, which is rule book, and ten hours of on field training. Uh, that sounds like a lot, but it's really not. Actually, um, we get together for two, three, four hours in the evenings and and go over some rule book stuff and. Uh, Facebook's been great. This yeah. year, I set I set up a uh, a little uh, Facebook group, and we did uh, some Facebook Live, where the you know I could touch on some rules, and the guys could ask me some questions, and and you know answer them. Um, then after that, you know you pay your registration fees through the state, uh, and you join our local board here, which is the Tug Valley Board. Uh, oh, wow. And then, yeah, then you start. Uh, you'll get with an assigner which, you know, assigns everybody games. And, you know, the first year they'll put you in middle school games and work you up to hopefully doing, do some high school. Uh, they'll do some high school JV games, you know, middle school games, and, and, and just kind of talk to the guys and, 
and you know see how you're progressing and and things like that to move you on to varsity. I was fortunate when I done it. Uh, I was trained. I just had to learn a different rule book, which is a high school book, and I, I got to step in a little earlier. Uh, but uh, yeah, just getting out and doing it, man. So, so they're they're not going to throw you to the wolves, and you're not going to uh, umpire. Let's say uh, I would say <laughs> you're not you're not going to umpire Logan Chapman right off the bat. No, 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 no. <laughs> Have to deal with that. Yeah, and and the the you know the the our local board, you know the president and everybody, they'll ask me who 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 who's doing well, who's you know, and, and you can kind of get a feel who's 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 getting it a little quicker and who's not, you know. Right. And uh, it's it, it's when it's new, I tell my guys, especially uh, guys that's been away from the game a little bit, is don't let it overwhelm you. Because when you open that rule book and you really dig into it, 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 I mean, it'll just make your head spin. There's so many rules that the average fan just don't realize. Uh, and I tell them, you know, don't let it overwhelm you. Learn a little bit at a time. Ask questions. You know, learn as you go. Because it, there's the, there's a lot. There's a whole lot to it. Hmm. What's the weirdest thing you ever saw? Oh is, Lord! Is, is there any? Is there anything that sticks out in your mind of like the, like you're like, I have never seen that in all my days of playing ball. Man, I have no idea. Uh, <laughs> Sorry to put you on the spot. <laughs> yeah, uh, I had a uh, uh, umpire training uh, timing. Timing is the most one of the most important things you can do. Calling a strike. Uh, calling out safe anything uh you see the play let the play happen give it a second or two to process in your mind then make the call you don't want to make that call really quick uh you see a lot of umpires and i've been guilty of it too they'll they'll call time or call foul or something too fast uh i didn't call this one foul luckily uh i had a game at van and uh you you well you you played there. You know where it's at. It, yep. It's the same. It's the same now, but it looks better. It's grass. It, okay. it actually, it, it's a nice park. Oh. But the dug the dugouts set, you know, quite a ways off the foul lines. Yeah. Uh, had a kid swing at a pitch, and it was a foul ball, and you could hear it come off the bat. I mean, just it was whizzing, and it hits toward the first base dugout, and it's going, and it's going, and it's going, and it, I mean, this ball's got some English on it. You know, it's spinning. It almost touches the dugout fence. It hits a rock, skips back up, and makes its way back to the pitcher's mound. So I'm just sitting back there pointing fair. Now, if if I would have called it foul, it's a foul ball. You know, if I would have called it too quick. Right. uh, The ball skips there. The batter's sitting there holding his bat. He didn't know what to do. The pitcher grabs the ball, and he steps back up on the mound, and I'm just standing there pointing. Because you don't verbalize a fair ball, you verbalize a foul ball. Oh well, that, I was that was my next question. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. finally, they uh, 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 one of the coaches starts screaming, "Run, run!" <laughs> he throws it to first base and gets it out. Uh, you know, the opposing coach comes out and he's not really arguing, but he was asking me about it. I said, "You know, that ball is a fair ball. You know, it if, now if it would have hit the fence, it would have been a foul ball. Right. But it kicks a rock, kicks back, fair ball." <laughs> but uh seen a lot of wild stuff 
you know, that, 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 you know, that's what I tell the guys, uh, when I give the class for high school, you know, my advice is, you know, you know, do high school, do junior high. Sure. But after that, you know, jump into your local little league, right? Little league will give you better training than anywhere because they're kids. They're learning the game. If it can happen, it will happen in little league. You see, <laughs> you know what I mean. You yeah. see a lot more plays. You make a lot more calls. You have to make a lot more decisions, and it 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 it, it teaches you to to learn that rule book a lot better with different set of rules. But you know, same premise, but different rules. Sure, yeah, yeah. sure, sure. You know, that's another thing that the average fan, when they're watching a game and and they want to get on that umpire if something happens, you know is people don't realize there's different rule sets for different levels of baseball. High school baseball, for instance, there it's federation uh, rules is different from any other rule set in the country. And then you have your major league baseball rules, which is what everybody kind of knows or thinks they know, right. what, what they see more. Uh, you got to remember, you know, college baseball has a different set of rules. There's, there's so many little things, you know, in the different rule sets. So it, it can get confusing. Yeah. Well, man, we've been going at it almost an hour. So I, I'm sure. Really? I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, it's baseball. So you and I, yeah. we can talk baseball. You know, my, my, I don't, you know, I know my wife, she's like, I could care less about sports. She listens to it just because I have it on. But yeah. she she's not a sports nut like I am, so I could say something about sports. She'd be like, "What?" Whereas, you know, <laughs> so she she doesn't mind that I get on here and talk because she's like, Dude, right. talk with somebody else because I could care less." Like, right. Well, you know, we we've been uh, didn't I didn't have a baseball season this year. I've done a handful of games. Uh, then you know we was in quarantine for a few weeks because of uh, the COVID thing. We was around it and. Yeah. I, I haven't been able to be around anybody to talk baseball for a while. <laughs> <laughs> this has been great. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm telling you, you know, and, and not having a base. Like, so I, I was supposed to – I actually was supposed to coach a team, 13 to 15-year-olds. And I was so excited, man. I couldn't yeah. wait. And then the COVID stuff happened. And, and I had picked my team strategically because uh, they, <laughs> they gave me the – because they didn't know who I was. I'm a new guy in town. They're like, who's this bearded dude that talks like a hillbilly? Well, who's yeah. that guy? And I'm like, you know, I go out there. I got my – I've got stopwatches. I got stuff, you know, I'm – I'm, I'm. And they're like, hey, we're going to give you the first, like, three picks because you got a new team. I'm like, oh, okay. And so yeah. I pick all 13-year-olds except for one. And yeah. I, I pick a 15-year-old. And they were like, those were the three best 13-year-olds. And I'm like, yeah, man, I, I was building my team. But I had to have that 15-year-old. But I didn't even get to, like, I was like, man, I didn't even get to, to showcase what these kids were going to do. I was so looking forward to it because they were sponges. They were just like, you know, but it was sad because there was so much that I, that you and I knew at that age, at 13 to 15, we knew. Yeah, absolutely. That, absolutely. That they, that they, just, they just didn't know. And it was yeah. because they wasn't taught. And so, but I, I have, go ahead. And, and you know, that's, I, 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 when I first got back around baseball a lot, I, that, that's what I think, you know, the baseball IQ has just, it's just not what it used to be. And I would always say, well, these kids haven't been coached. You see, you know, they haven't been coached. And I was dead wrong. 
these kids, they get coaching. They get good coaching. In my opinion, and again, this is just my own opinion, I think they're overcoached. Hmm. They're waiting to be told what to do. They're waiting. They're so afraid of making a mistake, and that's how you learn in baseball. Yeah. Uh, they're they're they, they you know they watch it in TV. They're they're getting private lessons and stuff, and they want to be too perfect instead of just getting out there and let it fly, man. Just play. Yeah, play the game. You know, I I I got this thirteen year old kid. Little kid, he reminds me of me. Little okay. kid, real short kid, and seems to know the game like he's a good little ball player. Not to say I was a good little ball player, but like he. So I made the mistake. I, I was needing a coach, so I said I texted his dad. I was like, "Hey, would you like to help me out? Because obviously your son has a high baseball IQ, and I'm assuming that he got it from you." Nope. Mom was a Division One college softball player, <laughs> and I was like, I apologized to her like four times. I was like, I am so sorry, I didn't. Th-. And she was like, It's okay. I was like, Do you want to co- help me coach? And she was like, No, I got other stuff going on. But yeah, I mean, she was she was a legit softball player. So I want to ask you, have you have you umpired softball games? A little bit. Uh, my daughter a few years ago, my stepdaughter, uh, they they played in the local league. I did a few games. Back when I first started, didn't really know what I was doing. Uh, but last summer, I had a friend of mine call me on a Saturday. He's he's Mike. We got a softball tournament going on up here. I've had three guys. Two of them got sick. One of them had to go. I'm short. Can you come call? I said, man, I I, I really don't know the softball rule. You know, the pitching rules is there's a lot a lot different. He's like, don't worry about it. You know, we'll have a softball guy with you. So I went up there and I think called four or five games and loved it, man. Loved it. It's fast pace. Uh, it really enjoyed it. So is is it? Are you there? Yeah, oh. I'm here. Is it as hard to? Because um, it looks like hitting a softball is hard. Like oh yeah, no those doubt. Girls. Yeah. Wing it in there. Hold yeah, on. they're tough. All right, so I had to text my wife. She called, but I knew she would do that. Um, but uh, so if it pauses, that's what happened. Um, no. But um, so I guess we'll wrap it up. What is the one thing that you want parents, coaches, players to know? If there's one thing you could tell them, all three, what is the one thing you, as an umpire, what you would tell them? Oh, as an umpire, what would it? Uh, let's see. I'm there. When I call that game, I'm going to give it everything I got. I'm going to give it 100%. Uh, what they don't see is all the studying that I do year-round, um, the time I take away from my family uh, to, to, to go call those games. I'm not in it for the money. You know, I, I sure, I get paid to do high school and some summer ball. Uh, is I'm working to try to call my best game every game for those kids. Uh, I'm going to make some mistakes, sure, but I'm going to bust my butt and hustle my tail off to do the best job that I can and hopefully do it right. Um, it's tough. It, it, it's tough. Uh, you, you, so many people, you know, I tell them, hey, you know, put on the gear. You know, so right. many, you know, and I don't want to be a smart aleck to people, you know, but, you know, 
the people on Facebook or whatever, you know, they're always complaining about umpires or why can't we get good umpires? I'm like, Hey man, I, I, I my, your local league needs help. <laughs> Strap it on. You know, right. as far as telling the coaches and the parents and stuff is we're human. We're going to make mistakes and we're out there to, to do the best we can. So those kids will hopefully have a good experience. That's yeah. good. That's why I like to do little league. I, I love doing high school ball. I've really loved doing this college thing, but my heart goes back to little league, man, because you know, the, everybody's there to, to help out and help those kids progress to, to the next level or give them an experience. You know, a lot of kids don't, don't play past little league. Right. But you know, you, I, I'm, I'm sure you've talked to many people, you know, that you meet wherever, you know, that are our age, 40, 45 years old to say, you know, I, I, I never played a whole lot of ball, but I did play little league and that was some of the best times of my life. Yeah. You know? Oh yeah. Well, man, I appreciate it. And thank you, I, man. This has been a blast. Uh, I'm yeah. telling you. And I, I'm so thankful you come on, you were able to do it. And, and I appreciate, and I'm sure everybody appreciates the stuff that you do in the community uh, for these kids because, you know, it, it's it's hard to believe that it seemed like just yesterday we was running around Chapmanville playing wall ball and, and playing Little League over there. Oh, next, yeah. thing, <laughs> next thing you know, we're, we're you know, you're now you're carrying the torch. You're carrying the people that taught you. You're still teaching that same thing to, to the younger people. So that's – I think that's admirable. Uh, absolutely man that you know that's that's what i say you know and, and people ask me all the time you know especially at little league games when they hear parents going crazy or whatever it's, you know why do you do that yeah you know, i do it to give back i'm not doing it for me by no yeah. means i'm doing it to try to give back because though so many men you know and women uh when we were growing up you know jim and judy hicks oh, Larry, yeah. linda coffin daffer you know bob run you know the, the, the joe the, the, i could we couldn't sit and name them all Right, yeah. You know, and I wouldn't want to start because I won't leave somebody out. But, you know, we owe so much to those people. Yeah. And carry it on. And, you know, thank you for having me on. I'd like to do this all the time. You know, we could do a 10-part series. Yeah. uh, (laughs) You know, I I, I use you as an example all the time. You know, and I do want to tell you this, you know, for my son and and different players and and kids and people that I meet, uh, you know, when you and I played together, I said, you know, he had the heart of a lion, you know, he, he was five foot, nothing, a hundred, nothing. And one of the toughest guys I ever played with. You know, <laughs> I said, you know, the guy went on to be a Marine. He's, he, he's made a good life for himself. He spent 22, 23 years, whatever it was in the Marine Corps. You know, he served his country. I said, you know, you know, Jeremy Hensley's one of my heroes. And I, I, I mean that from the bottom of my heart, dude, you were an inspiration. I appreciate that, man. I, uh, do. <laughs> I really do. I appreciate it. Yeah. So, but man, I will let you go. I will uh, thank you again. This is probably uh, be next Monday morning before it hits on the on the podcast. Okay, Rant. great. Yeah, I'm, I'm promoting it. I, I talked to a, another umpire friend of mine that said he would enjoy coming on. He's a wonderful yeah. guy. Yeah, uh, any I'm any spreading weekend, the word. That's it. Yeah, because spread I the word about good gravy. Yeah, and that's that's, that's right. And that you know that all started as a joke. That whole good gravy stuff. I wish I'd have named it something different, but it is what it is. But uh, oh, but, <laughs> but you know, and that's what I want. Like because we come from the small town, I I want the the kid. I you know I that's what I want. I want it to be about like like you were saying about the kids, about like the youth, 
if I could promote, like, you know, because we think of where we came from, we're like, oh, we're not going to get seen. Nobody knows who we are because we're in middle of nowhere, West Virginia. And that's not, that's the furthest thing from the truth. And, yeah, but I, I want to reach back out to the small, to the people, not these big shots, although I don't mind having a big shot on here. Uh, you Absolutely. know, it, but I, I just want the people that make it all work to get recognized and that's what it is so i appreciate you coming on man uh i uh will definitely do it again and uh i will talk to you soon man all right man i appreciate you yeah man appreciate it thanks again Uh, all right love you brother love you too bud later all right bye hey everybody thanks for tuning in to episode six i hope you enjoyed listening to that episode as much as i enjoyed recording it I want to say thank you to Mike for taking the time out of his day to talk to us about umpiring, uh, Little League Baseball, sports in general. If you are interested in getting involved in umpiring and you live in the southern West Virginia area, give Mike a call. Reach out to Mike. If you can't get in touch with Mike, reach out to me. I will ensure Mike gets the information and we'll get you rocking and rolling. With our Good Gravy Sports Podcast, I want to say thank you to everybody that's been listening and rating and reviewing it and sharing it. Please keep it going. Rate, review, share it. Let us know what you're thinking. Share it with all your friends. Share it with all your enemies. Let everybody know. Tomorrow night, I will actually be a guest on WDWRC. It is a Reds podcast. It's put on by Will Alderman and Devin Collins, and it's just talking Reds baseball. And I will be uh, breaking down my views of the Cincinnati Reds and what I think about them so far, which is not very good. Um, But again, uh, I want to say thank you to everyone for tuning in. Uh, Thank you for all your support and listening. I really appreciate it. And I hope you have an outstanding week. And we will talk to you next time. See ya.